With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. <laughs> to all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
It's a beautiful evening in Phoenix, Arizona. Amazing weather today. Couldn't have asked for a better winter. Unbelievable. Everybody wants this weather all year round. I mean, it, it was 75 degrees today. Can't beat it. I am so glad to be with you, so glad to be back with you. It's 2018. It's a new year, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new year. It's a new start. I mean, such a fresh opportunity for so many different things and so many new chapters will be created and, you know, a lot to go on. I just can't say enough good things about the optimism I have for 2018 and the the future ahead. And I hope you all had a great New Year's. And uh, I know I did. I'm still recuperating. And uh, I was up pretty late that night. Had a good time with family and friends. Um, It's always a a fun holiday to, uh, you know, end the new year around family and friends and have that time to, you know, kick back and, and reflect and, you know, enjoy all the priceless moments. So, um, you know, I love, I always love New Year's every year. Every year it's great. It's always a great time to celebrate, and I always do a lot of reflecting as well. I always look back at the whole year of 2017, you know, whatever year it is, but obviously this year it was 2017, so, um, you know, I do that quite a bit. And it was a good year. 2017 was a good year. It really was. You know, a lot of, a lot of fun and exciting things happened. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of achievements, a lot of successful accomplishments. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, uh, 2018, uh, I feel is going to be even better though. It really is, really is. Um, but like I said, I hope you guys had a, a great new year's with family and friends. And I hope you guys, you know, had a good time celebrating and, you know, cherishing the good, the good moments, you know, of what was left of 2017. Cause you know, I really, you know, think constantly and in depth about, you know, the moments that, you know, we never get back that we should always cherish and always live in the, you know, in the current as hard as it is to do. Um, it's one of those things I've learned to do, to do better at and, uh, definitely, you know, adapt properly and, you know, be able to, uh, peaceful energy and live in the moment. I didn't used to do it, be able to do it before, but it's a blessing that I can do it now. Um, but anyways, um, I don't want, I want to get into the main story, uh, tonight, which came out today headline and it's Hillary, uh, a Hillary donor, uh, paid 500,000, paid 500,000 to Lisa Bloom the woman's name that paid the $500,000 is Susie Tompkins Buell, and she's a longtime friend and donor to the Clintons, and and along with David Brock, who gave $200,000, and this was to this was all to Lisa Bloom, so $700,000, $500,000 from Susie Tompkins Buell, $1,000 from David Brock, and this all went to Lisa Bloom, who's the feminist. Um, liberal lawyer who's pro-Hillary, who's anti-Trump, and there's been stories in the last couple weeks that have came out about Lisa Bloom, how she was taking money behind closed doors and uh, to start fabrications and and create false stories about President Trump and when his campaign was running to smear him and jeopardize and sabotage his chances so he'll, you know, to to get Hillary elected. You know, so there's all these different uh, news outlets reporting on this. And, you know, apparently Lisa Bloom offered to sell fabricated and false TV stories. And this is coming out now. And she even offered to pay uh, women that would portray the victim of one of Trump's, would portray to uh, say that, to lie and, you know, fabricate stories about something Trump did to them. Like she was offering to pay off people's mortgage that would be willing to be a part of the story. She would pay up to 
she offered to pay somebody up to $750,000. This lawyer, Lisa Bloom, offered to pay someone to go along with a story uh, for this woman to come forward and say she was um, sexually assaulted by Trump when in reality she wasn't. And Lisa Bloom said she would cover her and take care of this. The attorney, Lisa Bloom, said, you know, she would help her and make sure that, you know, nobody would ever find out it was a lie. And, you know, all this different corrupt stuff that they all tried to, you know, uh, put on Trump that had no truth and no rationale and has no truth to it whatsoever. This was all fake all along during the election campaign. And all these stories, CNN and MSNBC and all these liberal character media outlets, all these fools, oh, Trump's a, a sexual predator. Trump did all this stuff, all these stories coming out. This is proof right here, and this isn't just one story from Lisa Bloom, the attorney that she was involved in. She was involved with all these victims, 12 or 13 victims, that were saying Trump sexually harassed or assaulted them, and these these are all lies. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, Lisa Bloom, I mean, she's been known in the past to, um, you know, she's known for corruption, and she's been known to, um, you know, have lack of sources and, and lying clients. And, you know, she's very manipulative. She's very evil. Uh, she, def- she defended Harvey Weinstein, for instance, Lisa Bloom. And we all know Harvey Weinstein, how close he is with the Clintons and all this stuff. You know, that's not too, not too much off topic, but just to goes to show what kind of person Lisa Bloom is. And she's defended uh, constant rapists, pedophiles, and she claims to be a feminist and for women's rights. So there's so much hypocrisy. There's so much corruption. The fact that she hired so many women um, and offered them all these things to um, fabricate and lie uh, to not get President Trump elected and to actually do something so evil. I mean, in, in so many senses, in so many circumstances and aspects, I don't know why she – I mean, she's an attorney, but I don't know why somebody is not putting a thorough and deep investigation into this. I mean, they claim Hillary, you know, Trump interfered with Russia, which is such a false narrative, and there's no proof there never was with Trump and Russia. But there's actually sufficient proof here with this Lisa Bloom having all these victims come out with false stories about Trump and the sexual harassment. Same with Hillary and the Uranium One deal. Same with Hillary and Benghazi. Like, there's so much truth here, and the fact that there's not some sort of action being taken by the, by the Justice Department, certain, you know, law, enfor- law enforcement agencies, I, I don't understand this at all. This woman, all these reports are coming out, and Lisa Bloom admitted this stuff to the New York Times in a leaked interview. She is a this is a this is what she's doing. She's pay, <coughs> she's abusing her t- lawyer privileges. She you know her her liberal liberal elite status, and she was pay, scoping out people, women, to lie, to and offered to pay them, and would represent them to say all these complete fake things about Donald Trump. It's unbelievable. And the fact that media is not reporting on, the mainstream media isn't making this one of their headline stories, which they should. Imagine if this was reversed. Imagine if this happened to a Democrat. I mean, Hillary's, you know, bitching and whining about something irrational, something, something not even real, and a fantasy land that, you know, Trump cheated in the election. No, Hillary, you were involved with this, with this uh, fake sexual harassment assault scandal with all these women, among many other things, to try to increase your chances of winning the election. Trump played fair. Trump worked his ass off. Trump campaigned way more than you ever could and ever will. You'll never, you'll never be president, Hillary, and it's one of the funniest actually – be able to say that you'll never be able, never be president. And you were in on this, Hillary. 
you were in on this 100%. And the fact that, you know, this is, I mean, more and more stories are going to come out. And I would encourage uh, Jeff Sessions and the Justice Department to put a thorough and long investigation into this sort of interference. Because this is actual interference. This is actual, actual obstruction. There is actual legalities and actual laws broken with all these false, admittingly false accusations. I mean, because think about if this was anybody else and all these women, people found out that all these women knowingly made these false attempts just to get someone into trouble and there was and it was all fake. Anybody else would be facing jail time or prison time. But since she's a celebrity lawyer, Lisa Bloom, her and her clients are walking free right now. I mean, I've I've seen people that lie about rape that go to jail. All these women lied about it. I mean, Lisa Bloom orchestrated it. She was behind it. But, you know, there has to be a line drawn to these sort of things. And there definitely is laws. There's a few laws broken on, on what went on here. There is no way that – and the same thing with Roy Moore. We know the Roy Moore accusations are complete fault. And the Lisa Bloom was tied into the Roy Moore accusers coming out. So what does that tell you? Nearly 20 females that – well, actually, about 20 females that Lisa Bloom has represented in the last couple of years have been tied to the fake Roy Moore scandal and the fake Donald Trump scandal. This is what Democrats do in elections. They get dirty. It's absolutely atrocious. And this is real life, people. This is real life. Anyways, I, I got to move on. I got to move on topics. We're on a, we're on a schedule today. Um, but, you know, closing up on this, on this opening statement, David Brock, <laughs> imagine this. He gave 200000 from a nonprofit he started while, while he, when he, he started. And you all, we all know how many loopholes he did to use that through to try to keep it um, as secret and down low, on the down low as possible. And you know he didn't want all this to come out. You know, David Brock is a pretty well-known figure in the D.C. establishment. And he had, oh, he's had ties, ties to, to the Clinton, um, to Hillary and Bill Clinton for a long time. So, um, you know, he's, he's been a shady character for years. And these aren't the first kind of reports to come out about David Brock. Same thing with Susie Tompkins Buell. Same thing. It's a, she's a longtime friend and donor of the Clintons. And, you know, there's, there's just all this stuff. And um, unbelievable, you know. And this story will grow. There will be more to this. It will um, – banding more people will come out with reports, um, you know, regarding Lisa Bloom and her corruption. And, yeah, it's going to get good on all the, all the, all the stuff that's going to come out. And if, if you've recalled, I talked on my show before about, you know, draining the swamp. You know, these, these leaks, these reports, this is draining the swamp. This is part of draining the swamp. It's, it's, it goes into journalism, crooked journalism. It goes into crooked lawyers. It goes into politicians in the D.C. swamp. It goes into Hollywood. It go, I mean, you know, and we all know if Hillary Clinton was in office, the swamp would not be drained right now. All this corruption would not be coming out. I want to get into something um, real quick. It's very important. So the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement, God, they're a bunch of hypocrites. And everything about that movement is uh, destruction, weak, it's fraud, it's 
oh, God. I mean, the words go on and on on how um, that movement ties into terrorism in so many ways. You think about what Black Lives Matter represents and entails, and it contradicts some of what some of the things they say they believe. They don't. They don't. They don't report and make a big deal when all of these thousands of shootings in Detroit, in Chicago, in, 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 in all of in New York, in all of these these cities. And again, and, and again, what people don't, and I said this on my last show, and liberal ideology, you can go look at numbers, you can go look at statistics, you can go look at studies shown on, on actual factual sites, and you will see. Blacks make up 16% of the population. I said this on my last show, 16%, one-sixth, half of the crimes in this country. And all of the black-on-black crime is 2,000, 2000, 2000 more like, times likely to happen than a, than, a white, than a white cop getting shot by a black, a white cop shooting a black man. There were only, and I repeat, literally only 20 murders last, in 2016 that were from a what that were that were regarding a white cop shooting a black guy. Less than twenty, and that's what Black Lives Matter, and that's what these you know hypocrites, and that's what these you know uh, NFL characters that Neil said that they're they're protesting for racial injustice, right? Racial injustice, but you never see them you know get down on one knee. Um, and say they're protesting all the the black the daily the daily the daily the hundreds of daily black on black shootings in our country the, the actually the thousands of shootings a day in our country and that's where the the majority of black killings ninety eight percent of black killings has to do with black on black crime why aren't Black Lives Matter why aren't these these movements um, you know and, and all of and these NFL players and Black Lives Matter, why aren't they coming out and talking about that? Why why is it when they're sending the wrong message in so many aspects? I mean, it's so hypocritical. That's like saying blaming white people, blaming a black cop. Every time a black cop shoots a white person, a white person comes out and screams it was because of racism. I mean, that's what Black Lives Matter does. They raise faith, and they never go after black-on-black crime, which is the biggest problem in this country. It's one of the biggest problems in this country. White-on-black crime is 2%, less than 2%, actually. You look at statistics, less than 2% is white-on-black crime, in a general, in a general, generally speaking. So... And, and people are celebrating, you know, Eric Gardner and his daughter, Erica Gardner. They, Eric Gardner, you know, I get Black Lives Matter, looks at him as an icon. They look at him as a hero. They, they, they give him the victim stamp. You know, Eric Gardner was robbing a store. The guy had a criminal record the size of a novel. He was threatening and, and had a gun on him and intimidating the store owner in his local town. And he was, and he was, the cops were called because he was robbing a store at gunpoint and abusing the owner. And this 300-pound slob fucking animal comes out of the store and starts threatening cops. He starts threatening the cops. And, and, and he won't put, and he won't, and he won't put the gun down. He still has the gun on him, and he's being hostile, and he's, and he's posturing. And a cop is in danger after he hears a robber is robbing a store at gunpoint, a local business that everyday citizens shop at and should be in a peaceful, it should be peaceful and shouldn't have disruptors. 
the, the armed black man because the armed black man wasn't listening, didn't listen to commands, and wasn't following laws when he said, put your hands on your head, drop the weapon. And he actually charged police officers. He was trying to attack the officer. So you want to scream racism, Black Lives Matter, you want to scream, and I know his fat daughter, his, 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 she's a slob, and she is a, a horrible human being. She was playing the victim stance these last couple of years after her father died and after her father was a felon and he was a criminal and he wouldn't obey police command and he got what was coming to him, what was shot down and killed because he couldn't follow orders and he was a menace to society. But, no, you got his daughter who the last couple of years has been suing for uh, racism claims against the city and uh, playing the victim stance, going to, uh, you know, different civil rights, uh, you know, rallies and, and thinking she's a hero and her father was a hero. The whole liberal media playing into their corruption and their uh, fraudulent narrative. Those people were not heroes. Her and her father were slops. So in, in true, rational, logical people's eyes, in, in heroic people's eyes, the gardeners, the husband and daughter will, will be remembered as cowards and weak and terrible humans that were abusive towards law enforcement officers, that were racist. If you notice what her family just said, uh, we won't be taking questions from white reporters. Only black reporters can ask us questions. Okay. Imagine if a white person said that about black reporters, people. Imagine how the a media outrage, imagine the outrage, imagine how angry people would be and say, oh, that's race. Like, okay, like that, that's, that's, that's an example. That's who her family was. That's who they are. That's who Eric Gardner, that's who Erica Gardner, that's who they were. Pigs, racist, entitled pieces of animal trash that think they could, st- they could trash police officers walk all over citizens, rob um, innocent store owners, um, cause chaos and threat and be a threat to everyday citizens in their community. So the fact that they're being celebrated as heroes uh, by, you know, the liberal media and Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is known to uh, celebrate um, felons and uh, lowlifes that, uh, you know, uh, don't don't fit the narrative anywhere near uh, of what the term racism means. It's just easy for these groups to scream racism, uh, especially on the left, because well, all on the left actually, um, be, you know, because what they do, and it's so easy for them to paint the white person as the bad guy, and it's so easy for them to blame white people as you know uh, the person for their problems and. Uh, you know the crush that they carry is unbelievable. You know, and one of the another another strong example of you know the character of Eric and Erica Gardner and their family. They have Al Sharpton running their uh, doing the eulogy, and, and for Erica Gardner who recently passed away, and that just goes to show. Uh, Al Sharpton is known for calling white people crackers constantly. Um, he's known for saying every uh, everything a white person does. I mean, I, everything. He's never not said something is racist. He's been called out for on rate for on rate for race baiting, even by Democrat networks. Out of all people, five million in taxes, and for somehow he gets away with it, um, and he runs all these fake charities. Uh, that says that goes towards helping black youth, but there's been investigations and it's been shown that he was using those for gifts and trips and luxury items for himself. So there's so many uh, things that about character that play plays into these uh, these movements. The Black Lives Matter, especially, you never hear them bring up. Um, you know, because every day somebody, a black on black crime in Chicago, somebody's killed. You don't hear black on, you don't hear Black Lives Matter talk about it. You don't hear Al Sharpton talk about it. It's only when a white person is involved. 
How, what do you call that, people? That's, I mean, that's dividing at its finest. That's division at its finest. That is race baiting. If you're not going to call the problem for the entirety and for what it really is, why do it at all? You're, 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 it's like the tip of the iceberg, what these Black Lives Matter people are trying to, are trying to spew. The real problem that they need to pay attention to is there are people getting killed every day. White people aren't killing blacks every day. Blacks are killing blacks every day. Seriously. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, in the, for instance, in the black community, 70% of women are single mothers in the black community. 70%. Those are real statistics. If Black Lives Matter cared about the black community, they would go help that situation. They would start groups. They would start movements. They would start committees that would, you know, help put an end to that with fundraisers and different uh, organizations. They, they could. But instead, they, they direct all their attention and hate on the, the rare occurrence of a white person going after a black person. And they go, racism, racism, racism. I, but you don't, you don't, and you'll never hear, if a black person goes after a white person, you never hear them talk about it. If a black person goes after a white person, which happens a thousand times more than a white person going after a black person. Black people nowadays, are a thousand times more likely to go after a white person due to anger towards white privilege, according to a new statistic. A black person is a thousand times more likely to target a white person due to white privilege, or what they so-called white privilege. And this is, this is I'm, I, and it's unbelievable that this isn't being talked about. This isn't being dealt with. White lives matter, man. White lives matter. All lives matter. When you say black lives matter, you're pinpointing. You're pinpointing and making the problem making the problem worse. You're not you're not addressing the issue. You're causing rhetoric. You're causing hate. You're causing disruptions in the streets. You're causing all this violence. Cop cars getting smashed. People throwing you know, gas in the street. I mean, there's tear gas in the street. There's so much stuff. People bringing weapons to Black Lives Matter, bringing weapons, saying white people aren't allowed. All this stuff. You know, I mean, cops getting assaulted. You know, whites. I mean, and I'm not saying there's not racist cops that target blacks. But that problem is, according according to statistics, the problem nearly as bad as bad as a black targeting a white. It really isn't in today's society. So all the entitlement, all the bullshit with Black Lives Matter and saying that, you know, white people are the enemy, stop, and there's other stuff out, stop white capitalism. You know, you know don't shop at white businesses. Don't do, you know, I, if white, white people aren't the enemy, and you know that. Black Lives Matter should stop making those statements. They're just silly and ridiculous, and uh, nothing is further from the truth. And when they say stuff like that, it just gets even harder to take them seriously. So their credibility is already lost. It was lost a long time ago. Black Lives Matter credibility was hypocrisy at its finest in their first couple weeks of being up. Their first couple rallies were so atrocious. When they were marching in the streets, hundreds of them saying pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon about police officers. And the fact that that kind of stuff is condoned and, and prohibited, absolutely disgraceful. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Because if it wasn't for police officers, their brothers and their family members wouldn't be saved in many situations. Police officers save a lot of their communities. Police officers help on the line for that community. Police officers help try to do their damn best 
to keep cordial relations in those communities. But there's only so much they can do. And they don't get the credit that they deserve, unfortunately. The generalization that has come from the black community about police officers, and even I'm even talking about white liberals. You don't really, you don't really see it from white conservatives because they respect cops. Um, but just the generalization from liberals and, you know, especially the liberal community and the, the black community on the liberal side, but, you know, conservative blacks, respect respect the police and you never hear anything bad them saying anything bad about it and they also don't agree with black lives matter conservative blacks but you know with with what's going on with with the total disrespect and the generalization that comes from the, from the community and and the left um the left wing uh democrats it's the fact it's just it's absolutely sinister it, it it's sad it, it it takes away american values you know, what this country represents, what it was founded on, what the, you know, what all our morals, you know, fact go into. I mean, and the fact that um, the disrespect and all of this is, you know, at an all-time low in certain aspects is very sad. And it's, it's getting fixed. Trump, Trump is fixing a lot of this and he's helping. Um, a lot of crime rates in, in a lot of areas of the country are down uh, compared to last year. Um, so, you know, so that's a big positive. Um, I want to move on. Um, we're on a, a time. Um, God, this is very unfortunate. Um, California, over the last couple, over the weekend, over the holiday, uh, officially signed uh, their state as a sanctuary state. So it's official. Ay, ay, ay. Jesus Christ. California just needs to be its own country. California, uh, there is no safe. I mean, it's not safe there. I was looking today. There is 2.3 illegal immigrants in California. As of now, because of this law, they will be. Police will be banned from asking people about their immigration status when, when uh, pulling them over. In most cases, police won't participate in federal immigration uh, enforcement activities, which means a lot of times, well, 99.9% <laughs> of the time, they will not be deported. Um, so they're protected. This is such a, a slap in the face to a hardworking American citizen and to taxpayers. It really is. We've, we've seen the debt that illegal aliens uh, put on this country, um, the numbers. I talked about it on my show the other day. Uh, it was hundreds of millions. Some of it was in the early billions of what it was costing taxpayers over a year, over a certain year period of time. And, you know, they can get welfare. They can get food stamps, illegals in, in California. You know, they have been for years. They can get driver's licenses. God and what and, and you know the fact that, that this is all a political agenda and um, check check off off their list for them, California. They care more about protecting illegal aliens than their own citizens. A lot of people in California love this, obviously. A lot of people on the left, which you know, <laughs> they're they're as un-American as it gets. But, you know, um, there's been very much from the conservative areas in California. Because if you think about it, we have innocent children walking to school, uh, citizens. We have families. We have people out every day that are going to be interacting and affiliating with these illegal aliens. And... Some of these illegal – oh, to tell you, I didn't mention this in the report I just gave, but there's nearly a quarter of these illegal aliens are convicted felons. And there are multiple, multiple um, sexual um, predators 
that are illegal aliens living in California walking free. So think about our everyday citizens that they have to put, they have to run in harm's way. Their lives are at risk. Our children, I mean, we saw what happened with Kate Steinle in San Francisco. Just a, a beautiful day out on the pier with her family. A young, young woman, mid-20s, an illegal alien, shoots her dead. And he gets off with murder. He gets off, walks free. And that was another political, that was all political. It was all political. California, there's nothing, California, if I want to give statistics on how nowadays, if I would, if I gave my best estimate, I don't have the numbers right in front of me on how left-wing, uh, radical left uh, California is, but I'm going to say 70-30. 70% Democrat, 30% Republican. And those 70% Democrat are left left wing. These days you're either you're either conservative or you're left wing. There's no in between these days. There is no in between. You're on one of the you're on one side or the other people. You're on one side or the other. You really are. And you know this past, <coughs> this past weekend in um in California on the Welcome to California sign they put up a sign uh, that said it's officially a sanctuary state, felons, illegals, and MS-13 welcome. Democrats need the votes. That sign was causing lots of controversy around around the news media today. It was put up on the side of the freeway as you enter California, which is true. Whoever put up that sign, I love it. So true. I mean, that's calling out California for what it really is. Yeah, just let MS-13, let uh, illegal immigrants that we know nothing about roam free in your state that interact and interfere and, you know, may harm your, your citizens and the people in your community that are American citizens that, and that do belong here. God, I mean, the fact, the fact that um, California has lost so much American values and so much tradition on what the Constitution and what we stand for as a country um, you know, it's sad that they've lost, they've lost, I mean, they've lost all my respect and they've lost all true patri- patriotic um, Americans' respect. Everybody is talking about how anti-American uh, California has become with their policies. Not people on the left, because you know what? They, they live in a fantasy land. They live in a delusional um, you know, world where uh, the rules don't apply to them and, you know, everything's free and everything's a, a give me, give me, give me, and it's entitlement. And, you know, you can uh, get a loan even if you're an illegal immigrant. Oh, yeah, just let them all, the, the left-wing stance, oh, yeah, just let them all stay, let them all stay. So why don't you all house them? Why don't you all pay for them? Bring them into your house. You care so much about them. All these celebrities, they got all this room. Why don't all these celebrities give all these illegals some housing? Bring them in. You guys are such advocates. You guys, you guys want to, you know what? You have no idea. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great numbers for 2018. Um, Trump cut the refugee, the Syrian refugee, entering uh, by 70%. We are ent- we entered in. Wait, let me see. The 2000. Oh yeah, in 2017, we only let in 28,875 Syrian refugees, compared to when Obama's last year, which 93,666. 668 refugees came in. Again, Trump cut it by 70% uh, this past year in 2017. And the amount this past year that came in was 28,875. When Obama, Obama's last year, 
93,668 were let in. So that's a dramatic decrease uh, under Trump. And we're putting everything, um, you know, in the right stance and right direction uh, with uh, illegal immigration. And, uh, you know, eventually, uh, Borneo uh, will have to come to its senses. And we'll have to come to uh, some sort of uh, agreement uh, with federal um, authorities and federal uh, regulations. They will have to. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, that's what's going to have to happen. You know, they can, they can play the sanctuary city thing for a while, but eventually Trump will have to put um, an order uh, in place that, that deals with this. Jeff Sessions has already talked about it. And uh, we are talking about – there's a deadline coming up, actually, to, um, uh, to a deadline for, uh, for all sanctuary cities to um, um, agree and uh, obey by uh, federal regulations. So they're going to have – these sanctuary cities and states are going to have to respond uh, to Jeff Sessions and the De- Justice Department. Um, soon. Um, what to get to next? Oh, big headlines today. Glad I'm getting to this. The Iran protest that's going on in the streets because of their corrupt government. And it's the largest protest in Iran since 2009, which was the undisputed presidential election in their country. And people are poor in the streets. The politicians in Iran have pocketed so much money, um, you know, from the, from the economy. Um, And the people are starving. People are dying. It's a communist slash socialist country, and, you know, people are demanding answers from the government. Uh, the regime in Iran and the, the higher-ups fear uh, from all the people um, coming out in packs, because these protesters are coming out in packs. Uh, and these protesters are right. Uh, President Trump uh, even made a statement about it uh, the other day saying we're watching Iran very closely and how they treat their citizens. And, you know, because the way the regime and the, 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 power, the higher-ups in, in, um, in Iran are, are dealing with this scenario is totally unacceptable and inhumane. And we all know Obama made this uh, Iran nuclear deal, and these, poli- these Iran politicians pocketed so much from that. Um, if not, the multiple reports say they pocketed all the money, and a lot of that was supposed to go to the economy in Iran to help the citizens, but it didn't. It went in all of the Iranian politicians' pockets. I mean, that was a terrible deal in general for us, but the fact that it didn't even help Iran, Iran and its, the citizens, the politicians there just pocketed it, unbelievable. I mean, you know, and Obama is behind all this. Obama got a lot of um, kickbacks and um, a lot of perks out of this deal, which was why he was so enthused and motivated um, to his supporters on telling them how great of a deal it was uh, for America. Nothing about it was great. Anybody with a brain knows uh, it's one of the it's the worst deal made in U.S. history. We got nothing in return. We give them billions of dollars, and they get nuclear weapons, uh, capabilities, and they can do anything. I mean, there's so much more to it, obviously, but the the reason, the, the thing behind it, it was it was all a selfish move by Obama and and his cronies that you know they filled their pockets. Iran filled their pockets. The politicians. And, and they call and, and they call it a great deal for America and a great deal for Iran. I mean, the, oh my God, 
this is like prison material for the, the just. I could name a list of things that Obama has done to blo- to land in prison, but this, I mean, this is uh, the, one of the this is the most corrupt deal in political history. In a lot of ways, this makes Watergate look like uh, this makes Watergate look like nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the fact that they're not that these citizens in Iran are are dying on the streets. It's a very similar demographic uh, to, Ven- to Venezuela right now. Uh, c- communism, uh, socialism, um, you know, as we know, the higher-ups take all the money, and they, the citizens live poor, and, you know, they let their citizens die and don't. Uh, they don't care. God, the freedoms of living in America, the freedoms of being a citizen, and, you know, God bless everybody that done the proper procedures to become a citizen and do it the right way. Because if you wanted to, because the people that really wanted to escape that and did came here and got legal and, and did it the right way with paperwork. The people that come here and are lazy and don't become citizens, I mean, that's so wrong. It's so wrong that you, you think you, you're special and you can abuse the system. I mean, I know you're protected by all the political uh, you know, um, political figures in these states like California, but uh, it's it's a slap in the face to American citizens. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, Iran um, is, a lot of Iran is starting to resonate with President Trump and um, has been trying to make videos saying, you know, they want help from President Trump and they want Iran to do some of the stuff that President Trump is doing because they see the success that America is having and certain parts of certain parts of Iran is starting to look up to Trump and is so against all this, you know, um, you know, hate from the, you know, Iranian government, you know, I mean, it's so terrible. What's going on? Oh, it's so scary. It's something straight out of a movie. If you look at what's going on on TV these past couple of days in Iran, um, I want to get to um, my last topic of the night, and then I gotta. Um, I'll have to wrap it up here. Actually, I got a few more things to get to. Um, real quick, we saw Kim Jong Un uh, get interviewed the the other day, saying he was uh, he had the nuke button on his desk and. He said he wasn't playing around with the United States. Um, the last missile he he tested, it was his 18th missile out of North Korea, and it was a Hwasong 15 ICBM. So whatever kind of uh, missile that is, uh, it's his 18th missile. He's been testing. He's threatening the U.S. again. Uh, trying to get Trump, uh, you know, upset and trying. I mean, we've seen North Korea threaten us for years. Um, You know, we're just going to have to take extra uh, procedures and and safety precautions. Um, But according to the Telegraph, uh, Trump, since December, has been planning a bloody-nose attack on North Korea to stop the nuclear weapons program that they have access to, thanks to the wonderful Bill Clinton. Jesus, he gave them nuclear weapons in the 90s, and he started this whole thing, and Obama just encouraged it, and, and Bush was no help. But anyways, former chairman of the Joint Admiral uh, Mullen um, has said that he says he thinks that North Korea is, is closest to ever to being able to successfully um, hit the U.S. um, with a significant amount of damage. So they're in the best spot uh, they've ever gotten. So um, obviously there'll be more reports out about this, and I'll keep you posted on on the North Korea. Uh, But we'll just have to um, keep our eyes closely uh, attached to the news and our ears open. I want to get into 
last thing about feminism. Feminists are the biggest hypocrites of all time. They really are. They say they stand for women's rights, but they're so anti-men. They're so um, one-sided. They're so jaded with their ideology. They think they can treat men like shit, and they think they, they, de- they, think they can treat men like shit, and they demand men respect them regardless. They think that they own men. They, they have all these lists of demands. You know, they're entitled. You know, they think that they have all these false fantasies and all these false expectations and false narratives that, you know, they say they march for and they say they fight for. And, you know, their group is nothing but hypocrites and frauds and, and filled with flaws. I mean, you, you look at people that march in these groups. I've never met an attractive feminist. They all have bad hygiene. They all um, are very uh, condescending but are very easy to take down in an argument within 30 seconds because they have no logic and no rationale. And you present a couple facts to them and they have no comeback. Um, they're very weak in that area. And they just um, – they're very um, they're they're very their actions contradict uh, what they believe in a lot of aspects. For instance, you know they all voted for Hillary Clinton and they say Hillary's for women. And look what's all happening in the Middle East right now. Women are getting killed left and right. Women are getting raped. Women in America are getting raped. Women are are being are victims of sexual assault every day. Harvey Weinstein was one of, is one of the biggest predators. You didn't see all these feminists marching for him. You don't see feminists marching for all these women in the Middle East uh, that they claim they care for. You don't see Hillary Clinton talking about it. You don't see, you know, and all, all, this, all these Middle East countries gave Hillary Clinton money, the so-called feminists. Countries in the Middle East gave her money. And, I mean, it, it's so corrupt in the sense that it contradicts what she, what she and feminists and her liberal wacko supporters stand for. I, I can't fathom it at all. And the fact that uh, fe- feminism is terrorism, that's the best way to simplify it. That's the best way to simplify it. You women think you're owed something. You think, you know, that you deserve special treatment. There's no problem with equal. There's no problem with uh, equal. There's no problem with. That's not what your ideology entails, and that's not what you guys show when you march. You won't march for somebody like Harvey Weinstein. You won't march for all these big Hollywood predators. You won't march for all these convicted uh, rapists. But you'll march for Donald Trump, who all these stories even proven to come out today are fake lies, and they've been coming out for weeks that um, Lisa Bloom Lisa Bloom hired people to uh, create these fake stories, like I said earlier in my show. So feminists, and she's a pro-feminist, and all these feminists idolize her. So that just goes to show, no credibility there at all. And feminists are fake, and you can be for women's rights, but if you're a feminist, you, you're not for women's rights. Because otherwise, you would be doing the opposite of some of the stuff that you're 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 quiet about, and it, it's 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 disgraceful. But those are my closing statements. Um, God bless, guys. We are out of time. Um, thank you for the sh- for tuning in. I will see you all on Thursday. Have a blessed day. God bless. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.